0: The presentation of main street media your source for news sports and information on main street in middle tennessee
1: Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, joined as always by Maurice Patton, and we are so glad to have you with us here as we are getting ready for the quarterfinals of high school football playoff action and so much more. Today is Prep Thursday, but we've got a lot to get into today. Uh, From preps to pros, we've got you covered, every team that you care about, I promise we're going to talk a little bit about it, even if it's just a score from last night or tonight's schedule. We'll get to it, I promise you. But before we do anything else, Mo, how are you?
2: I'm all right, man. Um, kind of dreading tomorrow night. It, it's it's not going to be fun outside. And uh, for whatever reason, volunteer to cover a football game, even though all of our teams are out of it. So that, that's how are you
1: nice. Hmm you going to Nolansville Page? I, I'm going to Nolansville Page. Well, yeah. It'll be yeah. worth it. It'll be worth covering.
2: Yeah. Remind me of that around eight o'clock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or or later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> around 11 o'clock when you're finishing the, the, up that story. It's like, man, I could have been asleep.
2: Well, when I'm thawing out still, yeah, the Timberlands are probably going to make an appearance
1: tomorrow evening. So, yeah. Nah, I, I wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be... I wouldn't be against it. I can tell you, it's going to be a a cold, cold evening across the state of Tennessee, and that's not going not to make looking, a difference. Not looking forward to it. Kind of wonder what I was thinking
2: when I made myself available for that. But you know, like you said, should be a pretty good base. Uh, should be a pretty good football game, uh, as are most of them. I think that are on tap for tomorrow night. So, should be a lot of fun.
1: No question. We'll get into one, we'll get into that Nolensville page, page game a little bit later. As Nolensville head coach Paul Derrick is set to join us, he'll join the show in about twelve minutes. So looking forward to that, and looking forward to getting into the Titans Packers game tonight, as well as ten of the other ten of the biggest games around the mid state. We'll also perhaps look around the rest of the state and just see what else is out there. As we talked with Heather Williams yesterday, a lot of great games in the eastern side of Tennessee. So it's going to be a great week of high school football, and tonight should be a good one between the Titans and the Packers. Speaking of cold, it's going to be like seventeen degrees.
2: So yeah, uh, my um my my understanding is it's snowing in Appleton, which is about twenty minutes out of Green Bay, and I think that's where most everybody stays, including jody and her son who flew up last night for the game so kind of glad be. i skipped that
1: trip yeah i can i can understand i can understand well we're going to get into all of that and more but before we do anything else mo let's go ahead and give you yesterday's results today's schedule on the rundown this yes, is the, the rundown,
2: rundown. In girls' high school basketball action on Wednesday night, Centennial defeated Spring Hill 40-34. In women's basketball action, it was Fisk with a 64-54 overtime win against Lemoyne Owen. Also, Trevecca defeated Alabama Huntsville 75-59 despite 16 points from former Richland standout Jesse Jennings. Over at the Glass House, MTSU with an 80-62 win over Belmont in women's basketball action. And in junior college play, Volunteer State with a 66-55 win over host Columbia State. Men's basketball action last night, UT bounced back from their loss to Colorado at Bridgestone with an 81-50 win over Florida Gulf Coast. Lemoyne Owen downs Fisk 76-72 in Columbia State's men with a 95-58 win over Volunteer State
1: high school basketball action tonight these are girls matchups followed by boys best i can tell <laughs> chattanooga school of arts and sciences will be at smyrna at 4:30. stewart county is at clarksville christian that doubleheader starts at six the rest of these i believe start at six It's Father Ryan at Dixon County. Ezo Harding hosting Grace Franklin, and Siegel goes to Gallatin. Pope Prep is at Greenbrier, while Friendship Christian heads to Hendersonville. Independence at home against Laverne, while Lawrence County will be at home hosting Rogers of Alabama. Clarksville Academy goes to Lebanon. Antioch is at Lighthouse Christian of Antioch. And Providence Christian goes to Lipscomb Academy.
2: Also at 6, Brentwood is at Middle Tennessee. Christian Page goes to Mount Juliet. Nashville Christian hosts for Harpeth Hall. That's a girls-only game. Um, Fairview is at <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Fairview is at Nolensville. Ravenwood goes to Rockvale. St. Cecilia hosts Donaldson Christian. That is also a girls-only game. Uh, Summertown is at Wayne County. Portland goes to White House Heritage. And Richland Go south of the border to Elkmont of Alabama. Uh,
1: John Overton's boys will be playing at Nashville Christian, and uh, DCA will not be playing a boys game that I'm aware of. All right. So, but yes, uh, Nashville Christian boys are playing at home tonight, they're just not playing against <laughs> Harpeth Hall because that no, would be awkward. <laughs> no, that
2: would be, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: In women's college basketball tonight, Cumberland is at Lindsey Wilson. That's a 530 start. Campbellsville is at UT Southern. Treveca goes to Tennessee Tech and Vanderbilt hosting Austin P at 6:30 on SEC Network Plus. Men's Basketball Action. Austin P is at South Florida at 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Also on ESPN Plus, Tennessee State's at Southern Illinois. That's a 7 o'clock tip. At 7:30, it is Cumberland's boys at, at or men at Lindsey Wilson and UT Southern men as well against Campbellsville.
2: NFL action tonight, as we mentioned, seven fifteen kickoff on Amazon Prime. The Titans are at Lambeau Field against the Packers. In NHL action, the Predators are at home for a seven o'clock puck drop against the New York Islanders. Again, that's at seven o'clock. It's on Valley Sports South if you want to watch it. College football tonight. Um. SMU is at Tulane. That's a 630 kick on ESPN and in G League action. A little G League. Minor league basketball now, huh, Chris? but uh, well, we Mem- didn't have
1: we didn't have the Memphis Grizzlies, so I figure why not? Okay. The Memphis Hustle
2: plays at the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. That's a seven o'clock start on ESPN Plus. Also, Chris, we missed Maction last night. Um, oh, we did. Yeah. Um, Mid-America Conference action on the football field. Eastern Michigan with a 31-24 win over Kent State. Uh, Miami defeated Northern Illinois 29-23. And Western Michigan with a 12-10 victory over Central Michigan in the snow. There's a, um interesting <laughs> clip out there on that one. So, a um, little Maction last night. That was a and, heck...
1: Uh, that was a heck of a that that Western Central thing was just like you couldn't see the hash marks, you couldn't see the numbers. You did I, I mean, how do you keep stats in that?
2: <laughs> Better them than us. I hey. mean,
1: you literally can't. I, I don't. They didn't even like. They did nothing to try and.
2: No, they they had the ten yards marked off, I think, but that was about it. At any rate, that is your Yeah. <laughs>
1: Top story today is actually some Braves chatter. Well, as it was announced earlier today that the Atlanta Braves organization or some part of the Braves that includes the battery and includes a lot of the the business ventures, Mm -hmm. not just the team. It's not a Green Bay Packers style, but the Braves and their immediate entities will be going public and be traded as a stock. So should we buy stock
2: as main street sports today, or are we going to buy individual stock? Chris? Because I I would love to be able, obviously, to say I own a piece of the Atlanta Braves.
1: Right. (laughs) It would be pretty cool. Uh, You know, I just, I, I think, I think especially with the battery and all that goes with it, um, It's, it's probably pretty valuable and I would be interested to see. I'll be interested to see what it starts at. Um, and I mean, if it's anywhere close to something that I can trade on Robin hood, I'll probably buy (laughs) some.
2: It's, um, it's interesting. I don't, I'm not even going to sit here and try to tell you, I understand exactly what it means, but it's, it's definitely a, a development worth worth knowing about, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 think the most important thing that we as fans of the Atlanta Braves can take from this is that basically Liberty media said, this is a valuable product and we, we believe it's valuable enough to be its own entity. And so, you know, by splitting it off, I think it just proves that they are planning to, to do, a lot more spending than they have in the, in, in, you know, since they bought the, the Braves.
2: Well, that's that's going to make this fan base particularly happy, here in the next few weeks, I guess, with the shortstop situation being what it is right now.
1: Well, you know, interesting because I wanted to get into that a little bit, and I now I don't know, in any way, shape. Former fashion, what Alex Anthopoulos and Dansby Swanson are talking about, but essentially, you know, Ken Rosenthal says the Braves are not going to sign a free agent that's not Dansby Swanson. It's Dansby, or it's Vaughn Grissom,
2: or Orlando Arcia,
1: or Orlando Arcia. Well,
2: you know, I don't. Kn- I've seen a lot on Twitter. About how upset the fan base is going to be with that. One, I don't know that that's true. Two, if they're not going to sign a shortstop, then they're going to sign a left fielder and a pitcher, I would think, which would hopefully appease said fan base. But three, I don't know that I necessarily have an issue with the idea of them not signing a shortstop that's not Dansby Swanson. I mean, they have done a pretty good job here of late of mixing in young talent. And we saw a lot of Von Grissom, you know, with Ozzy Albies out last year. And he played well early. He hit a rough spot. He was a rookie who had very limited experience above the class single A level. He's going to be able to take that and learn and get better this year. And I mean, we got to break these guys in at some point.
1: Yes, I, I think. Well, here's the thing. I I agree that if it's not Dansby, I don't think it's necessarily needs to be anybody else. I think there are enough there are enough really good players in the organization currently to take that role over. That being said, I, I do think Dansby is the best option because he does mask a lot of the defensive issues that we've seen from you know, that left side of the infield over, over well, the I, past I few think years. He,
2: I think he's particularly the best option in that scenario. If it's not sure. Dansby, then it's not going to be another current major league shortstop. Under those conditions, I think Dansby is the best option, but I honestly do not think Vaughn Grissom is a bad plan B.
1: I don't – well, you know, with what we've seen, you know, with Ron Washington working with him today, I I don't know that the Braves see him as the opening day option. Maybe he is. I don't know. We just have to watch him through spring training, I'm sure. Personally, I'm just hoping that even though I would love to get out of the 162 mentality (laughs) – at this point, it's got to be Dansby Swanson, or it's no, uh, or I, I, you know, it's a problem. So, why why is it a problem? Why is it a problem if we
2: upgrade offensively in left field? And and I say we because I'm probably going to buy a share of the Atlanta Braves. There you so. go. Uh, <laughs> and say that we, if we get another starting pitcher, I mean. And well, be, again, and, and let me ask you this: what if Dansby Swanson comes back and doesn't replicate his offensive numbers for the past couple of years?
1: I still think his defensive war is so high, basically, because we don't, nobody in the Braves organization or any member of the Braves media believes that Austin Riley's very good at third base. <laughs> I, I don't get that. Well, I, I'm I mean, just I, telling you I, what, don't, I don't think he's bad at third base. I mean, I don't. He, I think Dansby Swanson has been taking a lot off of him and letting him play the line the way that he plays it. He just doesn't have the range is the problem. Dansby has the range, whereas Austin doesn't. Now, I'm not saying Austin's a bad fielder. You know, when the ball's hit, near him he's gonna get it you know he 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 makes some fantastic plays but that's that's the the knock on austin is that he doesn't have the the range to to be able to take care of you know of that mm-hmm. and so that being said you need somebody who can give you that now can Von Grissom? Absolutely, I feel. I mean, athletically, Von Grissom's going to be as good as anybody. The d- difference is, you still got to make a lot of weird plays at shortstop, and mm-hmm. and you got to be a shortstop to do it. You really can't just be a you know a middle infielder or something of the sort. Right. Uh, you really got to be a shortstop. And this team does it. I mean, to me, I feel like this team. Needs to be as good as it can be at every position over the next few years because this is a window you can't miss over the next five to seven years. You just can't miss it. Yeah, you got to win. But I've not heard a
2: number. I've not seen a number. I don't know a number. But it ain't gonna be north. I don't. Of I don't even
1: know that. I don't even know that Dansby wants to be back. I, at this point, I you know I think it. I think it would be weird of him to not want to be, you know, being that he's, you know, from the area. (laughs) Well, I'm just, uh, you know, it, it would be weird, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, with the way that everything went down with Freddie last year, I think that's, it it very well could be that he blames the Braves organization rather than he blames Casey close. And which would make sense considering that Casey is his age. So, I mean, who knows? I think, I think if the Dodgers re sign Trey Turner, he wants to be a Brave a lot, a lot more than he did before they signed Trey Turner. And I think that's what's going to be weird is, you know, Trey Turner may be and may, may also be caught in the middle of this. I think Trey Turner is going to be more expensive than Dansby. Uh, Sure. Which is why I think the Dodgers are are courting Dansby. I think they feel like they can get a guy who is comparable for a lower cost. Mm -hmm. And Trey Turner is kind of stuck in the middle of, well, what about me? Yeah, uh, that's the, and, and the Dodgers could be, could be holding out. And, and you know if Trey Turner ends up deciding to play somewhere else to take matters into his own hands, then Dansby's number, if he go, if he's going to go to the Dodgers goes way up because they're going to have to do something. Meanwhile, you know,
2: Carlos Correa is hanging out there and he, no, he might wouldn't. be more expensive than either of those guys. He,
1: he will be more expensive than either of those guys the problem is he's definitely not going to be in los angeles yeah i
2: mean i'm just who
1: who is the fourth shortstop bogarts xander bogarts from boston and and would be a great option i i would love to have you know bogarts i did see an interesting uh I, i did see an interesting like um I don't know if it was on Braves bean eater or something like that, but jazz Chisholm potentially, even though he's a second baseman.
2: Well, I mean, he's certainly athletic enough to do it, but
1: again, um, but if you've got Vaughn Grissom, I don't know why you, yeah. I mean,
2: if you're going to go get somebody who's not a shortstop, I don't
1: know why you wouldn't just go with the shortstop you have. (laughs) Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you, so that's why I think it's Dansby or nobody. I really do. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to pay north of 22. And if they can't get Dansby for 22, then Vaughn Grissom or Orlando RCA. It is. We let's traded roll. for we traded and, for RCA for for this particular reason, did we not? And and and, and let's roll.
2: I mean, you, you know, let's let's try to get a a everyday stick in left field, and and let's go, man. I mean, I'm with you. I I do don't. It. I just don't think Vaughn Grissom over an entire season is going to be a liability at shortstop. I mean, he, maybe
1: he's not going to be with Dansby. Maybe he will be. There you (laughs) go. Maybe he, you know, maybe his offensive war is so much better than Dansby's that it, it works out. You never know. I
2: mean, you know, we, we've, a lot of people were upset with Matt Olson. Yeah. I think it worked, it worked out. out. I think it's gonna work out. I, I in 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 AA we trust.
1: I'm not, I, absolutely. That is <laughs> that's going on a shirt. I mean, yeah. Anyway, well, let's. Uh, we w- we finally have Coach Derek on after technical difficulties through the Williamson County school system, which we all know yeah, gotta, is an issue. And, and we forget about that when we reach out to Williamson County
2: coaches, but yeah, gotta love WCS. Yeah. Um,
1: so we'll take a break. When we come back, Paul Derrick talks a little high school football, Nolensville page coming up this weekend. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris, I'm Mo Patton here on this Prep Thursday edition, getting you ready for high school football quarterfinal action in Division One and semifinals Division Two. Right, Mo? Correct. All right, just making sure. Yes. <laughs> Still haven't yeah. figured it out. Been here like five years. <laughs> well, you've not had to deal a whole lot
2: with D two, so that's it, true. It
1: yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> but uh we are getting ready for Coach's corner but first we need to hand out a little hardware mo and we go to the mid tennessee bone and joint southern middle tennessee athlete of the week and also main street preps football player of the week
2: we do and they are one, one and the same. the same kevin cooper of mount pleasant um Got it done on both sides of the ball in the Tigers' 18-13 loss to Riverside um, in last week's second round. Had a 30-yard interception return, forced a fumble, had eight total tackles, and had five catches for 53 yards in that tough, tough loss for Mount Pleasant to end their season at 9-2. and So um, the junior, one of a number of juniors that they'll have, you know, Theoretically, coming back next fall. So, um, Mount Pleasant going to be a team to watch again next year behind Keevan Cooper and those guys. And Cooper, the Mid-Tennessee bone and Joint and the Main Street Preps Player of the Week, MTBJ Athlete of the Week, and the Mid-Tennessee, I'm sorry, Main Street Preps Player of the Week this week. So, congratulations to him.
1: Now, without further ado, we go to... Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe. From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, some of the best home cooking and catering that you can ask for in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. Make sure to call Renee and the fine folks at From the Heart for your next catering event. And now we go to Noansville head coach Paul Derrick. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Um,
2: coach. I'm I'm not sure if you can see us or not, but we can see you. And hands down, you have the best backdrop of the three of us. <laughs> well,
0: we actually got a, there's a power outage here in town and I'm in the weight room because it's one of the only um, places with lights on in the school right now. So,
2: oh, oh, well, congratulations there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly, I, I told Will Hester when Nolansville opened up, you guys have one of the best high school logos ever anywhere. I, whoever put that together from the start did a great job and and um it's a great look and and as chris said we're really happy to have you on as you guys get ready for your um match tomorrow with page a, a rematch of region 65a a, a game that you guys won during the regular season and what does that mean going into the second matchup here
0: Well, I think we got, you know, two teams that are very familiar with each other. Um, you know, this will be our fourth time playing those guys, um, in two years. So, um, if anything for us, from our standpoint, I think, uh, the the first game just maybe gave us some confidence, you know, we'd been 0-2 against them, um, in the last, last year. And then, you know, even, um, 0-4 before, um. But um, I think it just gave us the confidence that we could that we could beat them, um, and then to win the game the way that we did in overtime. Um, our kids showed a lot of guts and a lot of heart, and I'm sure that this will be a tough game um, on on tomorrow night. So we're looking for a cha- looking forward to a challenge and looking forward to another another uh, really good game. The first one, the atmosphere was one of the best um, I've ever been a part of. It was definitely the biggest crowd that we've had here at Nolansville and we're looking for a good turnout again tomorrow night.
1: Coach, when you you know when you think about playing this team for the fourth time in county rival, it just goes to prove the toughness of this region and and, and how tough it's been over the last few years. It feels like every year somebody goes on the road and gets a win uh, in this region. Now it didn't happen this year, but it still proves that you know each and every time out, you guys ha- have got to be ready to play a really good football team. 10 weeks out of the year and it doesn't stop in the playoffs and and that has to you know prepare you for moments like this
0: yeah I think it does I think um, you know when you're when you play in a tough region and you're scheduling those non-region games you, you kind of want to have some balance but you definitely want to have some some teams on there that are going to prepare you for the playoffs and you know I think we played a, a pretty good schedule this year and um, our kids have, have um, you know Shown that they they uh, can play good football. And when we've been tested, we've been able to answer those those calls. And, um, you know, I, I think that our schedule has kind of maybe prepared us um, for the playoffs. And, you know, again, we're looking forward to, to tomorrow night. And we know it's going to be a tough game. You know, Paige is very familiar with us. We're very familiar with them. There's not a whole lot of secrets between the two teams. So it's going to come down to executing at a high level and whichever team executes the best and whichever team takes care of the ball. And then, um, we'll probably win the football game.
2: Paul Derrick, football coach at Nolansville, joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Um, Coach, you guys won that game against Page back on October 7th, 27 21, as you said, in overtime. And, um, since then, you, you've kind of been throwing some points up, including last week's 56 36 win over White County and opening the, the um, Postseason with that forty-one to three win over Wilson Central. Um offensively, you've you've kind of got the triplets with um with Kobe Walton, your Georgia Southern commits, uh Samson Johnson, and then um Chance Fitzgerald at at wideout. Uh, gotta like the way all three of those guys are playing right now, I would think.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, our last regular season game against Franklin County, uh, we kind of struggled offensively. So I think that may have been kind of a wake up call for us a little bit. Uh, but since then, as you know, we've been able to score some points. Um, and, you know, Kobe's done a great job all year of distributing the football to, to the guys we have on that side of the ball. You mentioned Samson and Chance, but you also got a Dylan Northcutt, Harper. Um, so Kobe's done a really good job making good decisions, taking what the – when he gets the ball to those guys, they, they make plays for him. So we're going we're gonna to need, need to stay on um, the pace we've been on the last couple of weeks and, and continue to play good football um, on that side of the ball.
2: Is there anything in particular, obviously, as you said, you guys are really familiar with Paige. Paige is really familiar with you. From a personnel standpoint, who concerns you over there?
0: Well, I think the quarterback's really good. Um, they, they, they do a lot of stuff with him uh, as far as, you know, like they, he can throw it, he can run it. They do some RPO stuff with him. So, you know, ha- having to defend um, him is, is a challenge. And, uh, you know, they got a really good group of wide receivers uh, that, that seems like <laughs> they catch everything that's thrown to them. Um, and they're, they're really good in the run game. Um, and then defensively, you look at them and they're – you know, the front seven is one of the best ones that we've seen all year. Uh, and then they're solid on the back end. So um, in the first matchup, they did a good job of, uh, you know, taking some things away and, and trying to, to make us, you know, uh, really march the football down the field or put drives together. So, um, you know, you, and, and on the defensive side of the ball, you got the uh, uh, hazard kid who wreaks havoc over there. So we got to make sure we, we know where he's lined up at all times. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a solid football team uh, with, some, with some really good players. Uh, on both sides of the ball, um, but but I think you know the quarterback makes them go on offense, and then the hazard kid makes them go on defense.
1: Now, for you guys, you know, obviously you got some great players on the offensive side, but defensively, uh, obviously last week's basically game sealing interception by Derek Burrows that was just improbable, if not impossible. Uh, just to seal that win against White County was pretty impressive. And he was rewarded today with a, a three-star ranking on 24-7 sports. And you've got a couple of guys who are, who are receiving quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of attention on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, that's, that's what you really feel like, you know, it, it's all about Jimmy's and Joe's, right? But, uh, you know, this, this team defensively is as good as, Anybody in five A, you have to feel like because you got some guys over there.
0: Yeah, we we do have some good players. Um, you know, you mentioned Derek Burrows and then Taylor Wine, and you know, but we, we've got you know some, some I'm gonna call them role players, but maybe some guys that don't get the attention that that, that Taylor or, or Derek do, does. But um, what I'm most proud of is they've just as as a group they bought into playing team defense, and that's what you got to do if you want to be good on defense. Got You got you to buy into doing your job and buy into to just. Doing your role, uh, not trying to do too much, and not trying to worry about if the guy next to you is going to do his job. Just trusting each other, and and that's what we've what we've done all year. We've uh, we've been able to, you know, trust each other on that side of the ball, and and understand team team defense and where everybody fits. Um, but yeah, no question that good good players definitely help. But um, you know, th- I think the, the the team defense concept that they bought into is is really what's kind of taken our game to the next level on that side of the ball.
1: I'm looking forward to it for sure. It's going to be a good football game tomorrow, Coach. Um, I want to ask you before before
2: we we let you go. Uh, Two thousand sixteen, will played one football game. Two thousand seventeen was their first full season. Last year, um, was y'all's first year at the class five A level after having played in four A prior to that, and and made a deep run, I think, um, three years ago what's been the key to you guys being able to be successful in such a short period of time at such a high level
0: uh well number one we got good kids uh, we got coachable kids we got kids that work hard uh that that want to do the things that that you got to do to be successful uh and then i have a, an amazing coaching staff um you know a bunch of really good men a uh, really good football coaches smart football coaches um so, uh, you know, as the head coach, you're only as good as, as your players and your staff, and I feel like those two things uh, we we have those in place. And then from a support standpoint, you know, our administration, our athletic director does a does a tremendous job of of supporting uh, not only football but all of our all of our coaches. And then, Knowlesville, the community uh, support as well. And it's kind of still got that small town feel to it, where you know everybody likes to come out and come to the game on Friday night. Um, so I think those three things. I think. Just you know, having good players, good kids, um, having a really good uh, assistant coaches, and then support from the from the admin and, and community.
1: Paul Derrick here on from the heart uh, coaches corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. It's going to be a great football game. You guys have have seen this movie, you've seen it play out, but um, you yeah, know you certainly want to see the same ending you saw earlier this year, and that's with the the Knights on top. But uh, we'll be ke- we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it, and one of us very closely from the sideline.
2: So <laughs> we and we appreciate. And I've it. got I've I've got some intel from a member of one of those good men on your staff, Andrew Tomlinson, tells me that y'all are going to have like four propane heaters on the sidelines. So um, <laughs> that may that may have swayed where I'm going to be working from tomorrow night, Coach. If there's any truth to that,
0: yeah. Well, they, they hadn't. Got- yeah, but that that's the plan. We're supposed to have some some heater over there to keep our guys warm. Well, Here, well. So go, get over there and nestle up next to one.
2: There we go. <laughs> there we go, Coach. We appreciate it, man. Good luck to y'all tomorrow night.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh yeah. Well, never never a dull moment on the sidelines at uh, Nolansville. I've been there a few times, and it's it's always fun. It's always a good trip over there. Uh, you know, plenty of plenty of good food options
2: and and i will tell you what man he spoke to you know the community support uh i mentioned that they played one game in 2016 i actually went out there for that game it was against um scott stidham's south gibson team actually but um you know they nolensville used to have a a school And I think it was consolidated and a lot of those kids wound up at page and some of them at, at maybe Brentwood, but, um, again, the community support out there for football has, has been fantastic from, from the very start. And I mean, they, they've really, um, embraced the football program and the athletic program as a whole out there. And I'm, I'm interested to get back out there. I was over there, I guess two or three years ago when Columbia central played over there, but, this will be the first time, obviously, that I've been over there for a postseason game. And I can imagine um, with as much on the line and against a page team that they have battled with, like he said, four times now over the past two years, it's, it's going to be pretty electric, even as cold as it's going to be. So looking forward to that.
1: It'll be more electric, the less cold. There you <laughs> go. I like that. So get out there and, 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 you know, do some, do some screaming, do some shouting, do some crazy antics and you'll be a lot warmer. I promise.
2: I think I'll leave the crazy antics to somebody else, but it should be a good ball game.
1: (laughs) You can, you, you'll have a heater to deal with. So (laughs) others will not. Let's take a quick break here when we come back. Titans Packers tonight should be fun. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. We'll be back after this. AP, Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Trainer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome,
2: Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was <laughs> nice.
1: Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. McGee. <laughs> other
0: guy Wham married the best look girl Banana Anorama. So other guy Wham had a pretty good life.
1: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at two p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton coming to you live and in person. Tonight, the Titans play the Green Bay Packers, and there's a lot of questions about this Green Bay team. And I'm really curious to get your thoughts on it, Mo, because you know the last time the Titans played Green Bay in the cold, they that there was a lot of talk of you know you you don't want to have to run up against. Derrick Henry and get hit by that freight train in this cold weather. And then he went out there and ran for like 30 something yards.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, The freight train didn't really get going and and maybe the cold impacted him (laughs) more than it did the, those that he was supposed to be working on. So, uh, and, and he's, I, I think working against that though, is the fact that he had a tough game against Denver this past weekend. And I'm just not sure that he's going to struggle back to back weeks, even though it's not a week, it's four days. So, but, but clearly that will be a big factor in this ball game is, is whether or not they're able to establish Derrick Henry in the run game.
1: Well, if they can't, <laughs> it would be really, really bad because The only team that the Packers have not given up 100 yards to on the ground this year is the league-worst Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, there's that. There (laughs) is that. That's interesting to know. They give up a lot of yards on the ground. They've given up almost 1,300 total yards, uh, 4.9 a carry is what they're giving up on defense. And you would think, even without Ben Jones tonight, who isn't on the injured list, or he's on the injury report, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, even without you, you got to feel like this team not only should be able to establish the run, but kind of has to. Mm-hmm. And you really want to do it with Derrick Henry. You don't want to rely on uh, Hilliard or anybody else. But then again, third and three, you take Derrick Henry out and you run Hilliard up the middle. So maybe you do want to rely on Hilliard if you're Todd Downing. I don't know.
2: (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, if if you're going to run the ball, I don't know why you would run it with someone other than Derrick Henry, but, you know, I'm – I'm not an NFL offensive coordinator and I'm not on the short list of coordinators who would make good head coaches. And I don't know how Todd Downing is either, but that's another story for another day.
1: Um, yeah. I, I Look, Todd Downing has been on a bunch of lists today of, the, you know, top young head, top coaches. He's, he's, he's been on a lot of lists. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on some good ones and some bad ones. But uh somebody threw out there that he uh you know he was on the kind of the short list of up and coming young coaches that would be a, you know on the head coaching lists of a lot of teams and I for one think he should definitely be the Colts head coach. <laughs> I mean, you know he he should he should definitely be the next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. For sure. This this has
2: Shades of back in the mid '90s when Rick Pitino at Kentucky was lobbying for Tennessee to not fire Wade Houston. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, that's that's exactly what this is. I mean, we'll we're, we're, we do anything to get rid of him, and you guys can have him. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a this is a big game for for the Titans, and, and for a couple of reasons. One, because you know. Six and four is a lot different than seven and three. I mean, a lot different. You said there would be no math. Well, and and the reason I say that is because seven and three puts you, you know, you you're right up there with the Ravens, the you know the Dolphins who are currently seven and three. Of course, obviously they've got a you know they both of those teams will be playing again this week, but you know you're trying to get to a three three seed maybe in the playoffs mm-hmm. instead of, you know, instead of being the four and you never want to be the four if you can help it. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, it, it really is a big deal for, for playoff seating purposes and you're playing a team that you should, you should beat. I mean, the fact is that the Packers are just not very good right now. They're not very good right now. And you know, they, they, somehow
2: pulled out a win this past weekend against Dallas after trailing 28-14 which probably speaks more to to the fact that Dallas isn't very good either but at any rate you know they
1: they're not good this team lost to the lions 2 weeks ago they're not good you got to figure out a way to win this game i don't care if it's on the road i don't care if it's 17 degrees i don't care if it's snowing you got to figure out a way
2: and, and I don't care that, that Ben Jones and, and whoever – and Randy Bullock and, and all these other guys aren't playing, which, I mean, I don't think you're going to see the Titans use that as any kind of a factor. I mean, they have embraced the next man up concept unlike anybody, you know, in NFL history. I mean, you saw it last year. So,
1: yeah, but my goodness, man, Bud Dupree uh, – Ben Jones, obviously, I, I don't. I guess the good thing is that maybe Danico Autry is going to be back. He was full participate. He was full participation on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, it, I mean, it, David Long appears to be okay. I was really concerned about him on, yeah. after his injury on Sunday. I was, I thought it was, I thought it was a leg. It turned out to be his neck, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I guess I guess he got hit in the head and couldn't figure out where the pain was. I don't know. My neck, my leg, my neck and my leg. I want one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh <What the> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this team has got a ton of folks, you know, dealing with injuries, but there are a lot of folks who are going to be back too, you know, in in the defensive backfield, Jeffrey Simmons is questionable. He didn't participate yesterday, but he was limited on Tuesday. So we'll see if he plays. I don't, I don't know that that's going to matter because Uh, I
2: don't know. I think Jeff Simmons matters.
1: Well, I I mean, not, I'm not saying that he doesn't matter. Obviously what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is that I don't necessarily know that we need Jeffrey Simmons, uh, now, would we love to have him? Sure. And, and, and but I don't think you need him to beat this team.
2: And in that vein, I would not disagree with you because that defensive line, the way they played against Denver without Jeff Simmons might indicate to you that that you are on the right track.
1: Um, Amani Hooker, who was a full participation on Monday, limited on Tuesday and Wednesday and, and, and ruled out for today, but you have to feel like he's probably back next week after, after long rest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the key things long-term for this team that once you get past today, it, it's kind of a mini buy this weekend.
1: And we know what, we know what he does on mini buys on long, on long rest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it and every who do, time. who do they have next? Uh, the Titans? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I wish you hadn't asked me. It's going to be the Bengals. Here. Yes.
2: Yeah, so anybody that's down on defense really needs to some, – some extra healing powers here over the next bit because –
1: Especially those DBs, Elijah Molden, Alani Hooker, et cetera, et cetera. Because Joey B has come into town. And if we just make him feel the same hurt that he felt last year, and hopefully the offense will be better.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Then you've got the Eagles who recently just lost their first game.
2: Yeah, and there were some folks out there predicting that the Titans were going to be their first loss. I don't know what it what it is that they know, know or think they knew necessarily, but you know they certainly won't be their first loss, but they could be their next loss. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, you can't uh, be first, but you can be next. You know? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take it. We'll take yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has not played well. We've talked about this a couple of times. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers was going to have a game where he could kind of get things right, I feel like against this defensive backfield, it might be it might be the Titans that can do that. So, if you're a Titans fan, you you got to be worried about Aaron Rodgers. I, I would think
2: you have to be concerned about Aaron Rodgers just because of the long history of his career. He's not been bad often and and so when he's been you know bad the way he has been this year you have to be concerned about you know him snapping out of it and snapping out of it against you so
1: it's both of their tackles are questionable by the way <laughs> both offensive tackles are questionable who who are those tackles by the uh, way David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Okay. Okay.
2: Um the the reason I ask is because okay he's no longer there. Former Raven would stand out. Lucas Patrick was with the pet with the Packers for a pretty good while. Apparently he's now with the Bears. De Beers. He's also a guard. But um, I I had lost track of him, and so I did not know if he was up there or not. Yeah. He's he's on an IR with the Bears right now, as a quick Google search unearths. So
1: there you go. So yeah, so
2: I don't mind so much rooting against the Packers since we don't nope. have
1: any local ties. Yeah. Uh, well, you have a local tie, but <laughs> I,
2: yeah. Well, I'm, I'll deal with that
1: tomorrow. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, did you happen to see this Rich Eisen? uh clip going around with Jalen hyatt uh-uh. so rich eisen had Jalen hyatt on his show ahead mm-hmm. of tennessee south carolina because for those of you who don't know Jalen hyatt played his high school football in the shadows of williams of bryce williams Taylor. bryce really he's from Com- he's from columbia he is i knew he- it was from south carolina i didn't realize
2: he was from columbia
1: no, played in the shadows of oh, Williams Bryce wow. Stadium and was not offered a uh, football scholarship by the University of South Carolina. Now that wasn't Beamer though, was it? It, it was not, but still.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> um right. and I don't <laughs> know if <laughs> I don't know if everybody's seen the clip from you know Shane Beamer <laughs> after the Georgia State win saying that, you know there's been some sec teams who didn't have the same feeling after playing these guys. Mm, I do remember that. So all I'm saying is <laughs> the touchdown that was scored <laughs> with under a minute to go against Missouri this week may not be with the second team. Now,
2: well, I, I will tell you this Shane did try to smooth some things over with UT. Oh, I he, was bet he, quite, did. he was quite complimentary of, of, Hendon Hooker and said, as a Virginia Tech alumnus, I'm really disappointed he's not still there. So
1: <laughs> I can understand that. You know, you yeah. not play Virginia Tech. <laughs> right, right. So
2: he, but yeah. he's trying, but apparently ain't no smoothing over with Jalen.
1: No, no. Uh so Jalen basically said, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this. this. Is gonna, you know, this is gonna be mm-hmm. fun, blah blah blah. And Rich asked him if if his teammates knew of, you know, the situation with him not being offered, offered by South Carolina. And he said, oh, they all know. <laughs> so, look, I just I mean, thought that was great. Well, I mean, in, in
2: retrospect, though, he's where he needs to be. I mean, I get it. That you want to be offered by your home, your hometown school, but he—he's where he needs to be. I do believe, and I'm not sure that that Bolitnikoff award would have his name on it if he was playing at home.
1: I, I can, I, I would say yes to that. I—I so. I, I, I wouldn't. I would be very surprised if—if uh, if he was doing the same things. At South Carolina that he's doing at Tennessee, yeah. but anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, a look at high school football from around the state and beyond, or closer, not beyond. Anyway, <laughs> no, 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 not beyond, <laughs> not beyond. Yeah, you know, stick around. We'll be right back after this.
0: This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Lumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever.
1: Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me, I'm Aliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bark. Bark gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bar Durham
2: Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
0: The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. You know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover... We try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know, we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis. So, you know, whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk.
1: Welcome back in Main Street Sports, Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint It is prep Thursday and we'll get to tons of prep talk here in just a few moments as we are looking at the division one quarterfinals and division two semifinals taking place this Friday night should be a lot of fun. And we, there are some great games outside of the mid state mode. We talked about a few of them earlier, um, this year, or earlier this week, I'm sorry, uh, with Heather Williams. Mm-hmm. One one in particular is that Greenville Anderson County game, and man, you know, I don't know if you've paid a whole lot of attention to Anderson County this year. Uh, I'm telling you, this has been this has been a really good year for. Anderson County and every every year it seems like they have to you know play as Elizabethan or Greenville and they get knocked out. Well, last week they take out the Cyclones, Elizabethan 30 to 24. Right. And beat them earlier in the year as well in overtime 35-34. They've got wins over Powell, they've got wins over Science Hill, they've got wins, you know, they've got a win over, again, Elizabethan twice, this is going to be a really good – this may be the first time in a while that either Elizabethan or Greenville will not represent uh, the eastern side in Class 4A.
2: I think the one thing that you have to be concerned with if you're Anderson County, though, is that game is at Greenville, right? Uh, No. No, it's it's at Anderson – that's uh That's where it gets a little interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean – Greenville is still Greenville but yeah I mean if you're Anderson County you've got everything going for you right here I mean again you just beat Elizabethton last week um and you've got Greenville coming to your place and it, you feel like you've been tested like you said given the folks that they have have beaten this this season it maybe this is their year to to break through so yeah. Uh, That'll be a game in 4A that a lot of people will be keeping an eye on, obviously just because you know Greenville has has put themselves in that position that not quite Mariville Alcoa, but you know for the most part as long as they're in it, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And so that'll be again, that'll be a game that a lot of people will be keeping an eye on, I think across the state.
1: I, I want to see if I can find it. I, I've asked Justin to find it if he can, but have you seen Anderson County's chrome helmets? <laughs> no, dude, they're sick. I mean, because they're, they're, they're Navy blue and silver. Mm-hmm. That's their colors, obviously. And they have, they, you know, they have the, the Texas longhorn mm-hmm. on the side of their helmet. Yeah, They're
2: the, they're the Mavericks. I'm surprised they're getting away with that because I know, um, Johnson County up in East Tennessee is also the Longhorns. And I think they got a cease and desist for using the, that, that logo.
1: What about Westview? Westview used it forever. Westwood. Westwood. Yeah. Sorry. Not Westview. (laughs) You knew what I meant. I knew what you, I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Westwood used it back in the day. Now I don't know if they still do or not, but. I bet you the fact that they are are not the Longhorns probably does not have the attention of Texas.
2: That that could very well be, yeah. But Westwood was though.
1: Yeah, yeah. So So, I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. No, we couldn't find it. It, It's it's such a yeah, but that's not what it. That's not what it looks like. It's 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 the Oregon Chrome. But it's, I mean, it's mm. super cool. It's got the, it, it, it's mirrored like it's really cool. Wow. Okay. But anyway, looked just like right? Cool. I just thought yeah. the numbers were cool. Um, Oak Ridge Powell. It seems like every time you look up, Oak Ridge is still playing football at this time of the year. Uh, and then again, Knoxville West, that class 5A Eastern side is just class 5A's playoffs, the, the quarterfinals, man. Undefeated Daniel Boone against Knox West who beat Alcoa and Maryville Oak Ridge Powell. Those are, you know, Powell's the defending state champion. Oak Ridge is a longtime power. Then you've got Paige Nolensville we just talked about and then Springfield Henry County, which was an overtime game earlier this year. You can't ask for a better quarterfinals matchups than this. Can you?
2: No, no. um, And again, as we've talked over the last few years, you know, Class 5A seems to be as wide open from one year to the next as as ever. I, I would be interested to look and see how many of these quarterfinalists were in the quarterfinals last year. Obviously, Page was. Um, I don't remember if Nolansville was or not, but I mean... Powell was. They're the defending state champs, but but we've seen a lot of turnover from one year to the next in five A. And and well, West got beat
1: by Oak Ridge last year in the quarters. I believe and that's twenty twenty. I'm sorry. Let mm-hmm. me go back to West got beat by Powell. Okay, Springfield and Henry County played. Page played Green Hill, and Powell and West on the eastern side. Okay. Huh. All right. So three of the four on our side of the bracket are back. Henry County won this matchup last year, 23-0. But, again, they played at Springfield in the regular season was an overtime Mm -hmm. matchup. So, yeah. You couldn't, again, you could not ask for better quarterfinal matchups in Class 5A than what you've got this year because I think any of these teams are are good enough to win the whole thing from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't you don't always think that in every classification like six A, where you've got you know, looks uh, like it could be here's <laughs> Man, if you if you're Science Hill and you and you beat Maryville and you have to come all the way to Murfreesboro, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs>
2: No, no, it's
1: not fun at all. But you'll make that trip.
2: Here's yeah. a question: If you're Science Hill, and you do beat Marvel, and Marival. you have to play, and you have to play at Oakland on the Friday after Thanksgiving, oh, that's brutal. Do you come down Thursday night?
1: I think you'd almost have to. That's not a short drive. No. I, from Science Hill, Johnson City to to Murfreesboro. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at at least what four and a half hours, probably easily.
2: And then you four, lose four a- hours and twenty seven minutes, okay. and you're losing an
1: hour. Well, right? No, you gain an hour. No, you're gaining here. an hour. Yeah, still. Jeez. Though, it's still a long way, man. I just don't know. I couldn't do it. 286 miles on a bus. You know when we say it's a long way <laughs> for the outcome that mm. which you expect. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another game that's not in our pick that I want to talk about is Fayetteville-McKenzie. This was a quarterfinal matchup last year. It was at Fayetteville last year, and Fayetteville came out on top. McKenzie gets to host it this year, and you know they're mm-hmm. looking for revenge at home. And you know this may be this may be the game of the week across the state. Both undefeated, right? And they are both undefeated, mm-hmm. and looking mighty fine all mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So.
2: You know, Fayetteville's certainly going to have to stouten up as they head out west.
1: <laughs> you know they will. Yeah. You know they will. Well, all right. Well, those are some of the games from across the state that we're looking forward to, and uh, we've got ten games from the mid-state that we need to get to, and we'll do that right after this this break. We're we'll right back here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bond and Joint, with high school football pick 'em coming your way. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. All right, welcome back in. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We've got 10 games in the mid-state and all of them are really good ball games. Why? Because it's, it's the playoffs, baby. The playoffs. <laughs> At this point, there are no gimmies. That being said, last week, Mo and I, or Mo went nine and one. That's pretty darn good for no gimmies. I was seven and three. Uh, Mo on the year. You were a
2: little distracted last week, so you know it's okay.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was I was hoping to make some, make some way as I'm still sitting in last place, four games out of next to last against Blaine (laughs) Keller, who went nine and one. I I lost two games on Blaine, Um, and Mo is six games up, ninety three and thirty seven on the year so here we go
2: as as Devonte smith would say
1: he know knows a little, something. Something. A little know something a little something <laughs> main street preps game of the week you'll be there it's page at nolensville uh, paul derrick and i will be
2: hanging out with a cast of thousands yeah um that game was 27 21 in overtime nolensville during the regular season and and i'd did not have that score in mind when I picked my score, but I picked Nolansville <laughs> to win 27 20. So, uh, but I, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a very high scoring game, but I think um, Nolansville certainly has the horses. And I'm getting some intel that, you know, not surprisingly in the state quarterfinals, but Paige is a little beat up at some key positions, supposedly. So we'll see how that plays out
1: we will i also have nolensville winning i've got it 31 uh, 21 but i got the knights coming out on top uh, in d2 brentwood academy and baylor this is it's a big game because you know obviously this is the game that sends you to the state finals
2: in d2 yeah this is a semifinal matchup and um Brentwood Academy was the number one seed out of the West in Division II AAA, I believe. And hosting Baylor, which again, when you get to this time of year, playing at home is huge because the alternative is typically not a short trip.
1: Yeah, it's it's rough in D2 for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean it's one thing playing away from home. It's another going across the state. So um Brentwood comes in here nine and two, and their only two losses were to MBA in, in mid September by two touchdowns and a fifty to forty nine loss to Eagles landing Christian out of Georgia in OT. In their opener. So they're riding a five
1: game win streak into this Baylor matchup. And well, conversely, Baylor's only losses are to Montgomery Bell Academy and Prince Avenue Christian out of Georgia. Out of Georgia. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. I um
2: BA's been throwing up some points in these last five games, four of them have been they've scored at least thirty-five in. So so
1: naturally, you picked them to win seventeen to thirteen. Well, um, I I just had a feeling. <laughs> I just thought that was. Fun. Just had a feeling. I, I love that. I love that you that you went there because it's you know it's going to be cold. It probably is going to be a lot of low scoring football games tomorrow night. But you know. But yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I, I I don't think that I don't think Baylor is necessarily Cornerstone Christian out of Ohio.
1: No, no, they're not.
2: So, and and the one game that they did not score 35 plus was a 10-7 win at Ensworth. I'm thinking this one's going to be closer to Ensworth than it is to Cornerstone Christian.
1: Well, and here's the thing is uh, Baylor also has scored less than 35 points just once this year. <sighs> Um, and that was a thirty-one to twenty-seven win over Macaulay.
2: Those two go at it, man, tooth and nail. It's so, it's, it's, it's. I mean it's, that it's blood when those two play, uh, right? I I think you know if if there was a game outside of our area that I would, you know, kind of put on a bucket list. Maybe at some point it would be a Baylor macaulay game just the atmosphere and, and the history between those two and that kind of thing. Uh, I think that would be a really cool matchup, you know, if not mariville Alcoa.
1: I think mine would probably still, I, I think, I think Marion County South pit would be on there. Mm. I, I think I smell yeah. a top five though. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, so I've got Brentwood Academy winning 38, 35. I figured they're probably going to score some points. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, I didn't. I didn't look at their. I didn't look at their their scores throughout the year. And beforehand. nor did I. But uh, <laughs> I think that they will probably
2: have a few propane heaters on the sidelines too, so they'll be able to stay warm. So maybe.
1: Well, they only have one side of bleachers to heat up too. They might have some in the heat in the in the sands. Good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Beach at Cane Ridge. This is who. Boy, this is going to be a good football game. It At Cain really
2: Ridge, is. by the way. At Cane Ridge. You don't have I, to
1: go to Shackle Island. That's a, that's a big deal.
2: I, and, and I feel like that may be the difference in this that, one. Absolutely. Because, I mean, again, Beach has has had a phenomenal season to this point. I think Kane Ridge has as well. I think Kane Ridge is just a little bit more diverse offensively, and I think that's where the difference comes in in this one. I think Beach is, you know, traditionally physical smash mouth. And, Chris, you and I have seen this play out. I think Beach's offense, and, and I think they throw the ball a little bit better now than they did when we saw Summit go up there a couple of years ago. But I'm not sure if Beach gets down that they have the ability to come back necessarily from a, you know, maybe a double-digit deficit. And and with that, and with Kane Ridge at home, that's why I went with the Ravens in this one.
1: I went Cane Ridge as well. Um, 27-21 is the score I picked. I just I, I think it's going to be one of those games. It's gonna, it's going to be a quintessential Beach quarterfinal game. Now, the last few I've seen have all been against Summit, <laughs> but yeah. but this is going to be a good one for sure. As you said, games that, you know, depending on where you're having to play this one is important. Christ Presbyterian going to Chattanooga Christian.
2: I feel like Engel Martin and his coaching staff have his guys ready to play wherever they are, and that's not to say that other folks don't, but I just think that you know, with the schedule that these guys play over the course of the season, the the, the competition that they see, it, it all kind of gets them ready for this, this time of year. And I just, he's gotten it done too many times for me. I, I like CPA by a touchdown in this one.
1: Well, as someone who picked Chattanooga Christian to go to the state finals, I probably should have picked Chattanooga Christian, but mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think Ingle Martin, for whatever reason, I just feel like CPA is gonna be ready to play. Uh, I think they get a one point win. I think it's a, you know, some last second either make you know, the extra point makes a difference somehow, some way, mm-hmm. and they, they escape with a, a win and get that rematch with Lipscomb Academy. Yeah. USJ University School of Jackson is at Friendship Christian. And this was I'm surprised that every, it felt like everybody went Friendship Christian here, but perhaps it was some Homer picks. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I don't know that it was necessarily Homer picks. I just feel like
2: Friendship Christian has been so dominant all year long. They just beat the defending state champion DCA this past weekend. Um, Second time they've beaten them. I think they beat them during the regular season as well. The, I just, I just feel like and felt like from the start of the postseason that that Friendship Christian really is the team to beat in D two A. That that's kind of why I went with them. They've been number one in the Associated Press poll most of the year. I mean, there's not been one during the playoffs, but. I think the last half of the season for sure they were in the number one spot the whole way um, and they're undefeated on uh, that 14, 13 win last week over DCA was by far their closest game of the year. And that might be more an indication of DCA than a friendship Christian because friendship won at 43, eight over Labor Day weekend. So but they've just been annihilating folks, man.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know what the the competition level is like, but I know that USJ beat Jackson Christian like an absolute drum earlier this year, and I've got Friendship Christian in this. I think it's. I think it's close. I think it's probably you know a field goal game. But I certainly would not be surprised to see USJ win. I think, I think this is probably the state championship game, though. I think whoever wins this likely wins in the state finals over either Nashville Christian or Jackson Christian, and we'll get to that game here shortly. Mm-hmm. Springfield at Henry County. Again, Springfield lost this one. And overtime at home earlier in the season to Henry County. We've been to Paris, we've seen this movie, we've seen it's a tough place to play, and boy, if you can get in there and get a win, it's it, you've done something.
2: You really have, and, yeah. and I think that just speaks to the level of respect that people have for this Henry County program statewide. It's not easy to go in there and get a win. I mean, it's such a tough trip to start with, and then, again, it's a pretty dang good team once you get there. Um, James Counts Jr., does a great job with that team um having worked under his dad up there for a long time and they have just they've built a tradition man and this time of year they seem to know how to to rise to the occasion and you know as we spoke with paul derrick about the Nolansville page game you're, you're talking about two teams that know a lot about each other they play in the same region they they played twice last year i believe so um They've seen each other. There's not going to be a whole lot of surprises in this one, but I think the difference is – I don't know how you get from Springfield to Paris, but <laughs> I, I can't imagine it being very easy. And so its it takes a really special team, I think, to make that trip and, and come back happy, and, and I just don't think the Yellow Jackets are going to.
1: Well, I'm going to say the Yellow Jackets will. In I fact, see that come home. Happy find their way from, from Paris back to Springfield, huh? from Springfield and God knows how, however you get to Clarksville, you got to go to Clarksville and start. I think
2: I would think so from Springfield. Yeah. And then <laughs> just go across, Yeah.
1: You know. F- figure it out from there. Just get to Clarksville and figure it out. But I've got, I've got Springfield 3531 and, and, and another barn burner. I think it's going to be over time. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> you'll see a field goal from Henry County and then a touchdown or a touchdown. from. Well, I guess it'd be 34-31 because they wouldn't kick the extra point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I,
2: I like the way you're thinking, though. I apologize. I, I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot, a lot of blows traded, man. I, I think if, if you like to hear shoulder pads popping, I think this is going to be the place to be, man.
1: If you want to see some top-notch football, head on over to Nashville where Montgomery Bell Academy hosting McCauley. Obviously, NBA got the win earlier this year over McCauley, and I think that was on the road. I think it um, was. So they get the the blue. Blue tornado. Blue tornado. Just one mm-hmm. tornado. One. Uh, Singular. You don't need more than one if it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need more than one
2: period. I think
1: one tornado is, is quite enough. Plenty. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, the big red taking on the, this is like the quintessential, like, you know, uh, stock stock photo, red football team versus blue football team. And I've got the red one in this one.
2: Yeah. I think the red one is pretty special. I think Marcel Reed is kind of on a mission, especially after losing to Macaulay in the championship game last year, I, I think. The, the Big Red is is obviously earmarked these last couple of games, getting back to Chattanooga and getting it done against whoever they line up against once they get there. I just think they've they've really played great ball over the course of the season. Like you said, going to Macaulay and winning, I think, was what really kind of stamped them as perhaps the favorite, favorite. in D2 so. AAA. And so – I don't necessarily see anything that changes that come tomorrow night. I've got, I've got NBA by eight.
1: As we said, if NBA's is on the list, I'm picking them <clears> until <throat> they make me not pick them. So yeah, and if they lose this week, we won't be able to pick them next <laughs> well, week. Happen, so. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. You'll have to do something else. So Jackson Christian at Nashville Christian. Hmm. You've seen this Jackson Christian team I've twice. I've seen this well, Jackson once well once and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let me tell you, the
2: half was nothing like the once. Um, I, I got, I got, I, I, I drank the Kool Aid, man. And this Jackson Christian team has some dynamic offensive playmakers. And when I saw them a couple of weeks ago, it was the first start for who had been their number two quarterback. A sophomore who stepped in because the the starter apparently had I I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but he's no longer with the team. But at any rate, again, they they've got a couple of of special playmakers, um, the running back Boyd and and a receiver whose name escapes me at this time. But um, they can they can really make you look bad if you're not careful. But I, I feel like this Nashville Christian team has has been tested and and they've seen some things. And I think at home in particular, I think Nashville Christian gets it done.
1: The moment will be too big for the freshman. And he's had a great year. But I'm going to go Jackson Christian here 28-21. I'm me and Emily Spears, the only two to pick Jackson Christian to win the game.
2: And that ought to tell you something.
1: Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Blackman at Oakland. Uh, pretty sure Oakland, you know, obviously the favorite here. They've beaten Blackman already once this year. I'm going to go with the and Patriots. beat
2: them pretty handily. Yeah. I do believe. I don't remember what that score was, but um,
1: yeah, and I don't think it's going to matter because it's this is Oakland all the way. I, I, I think. F- <clears throat> I feel like the first
2: game involved a running clock.
1: You know, it's very possible. Fifty three eighteen. There you go. So, I am
2: um, I I mean, Blackman's got a lot of talent, but Oakland's Oakland. Uh, I've got the Patriots. Uh, and, I feel about the Patriots like about like you were saying about NBA. Yeah. And as long as they're,
1: as long as they're playing, I'm picking them. So there you go. And East Nashville. Big, big week for the Eagles, but they've got to go back to uh, region rival Smith County where they fell in week 11,
2: 15, 14,
1: 15 to 14. And so, what's going to happen this week in our final game of the week?
2: Returning to the scene of the crime, and I feel mm-hmm. like Jamal Stewart will have them on edge i mean from the moment they step off the bus and maybe even before i think it's going to be a close ball game but i think east nashville gets it done
1: i think it's going to be close as well i've got them 23 21 i like casey patrick though 34 14 he thinks that jamal is going to have them ready to go and they're going to run them out of the building i don't know that that's going to happen but I also wouldn't be surprised if it did Mm -hmm.
2: exactly (laughs) I, i think that's completely accurate yeah
1: If you want to see the full picks for the entire staff, you can go to MainStreetPreps.com. It is on the homepage there. You can check out our our picks as well as everybody else from around Main Street Preps and Main Street Media. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this prep Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with College Football Pick'em. We'll have so much more uh, to get to. A lot of Tennessee talk, and we're hoping to have a South Carolina uh, voice to Mm -hmm to talk about the Gamecocks a little bit. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us again, two o'clock tomorrow. Until then, for Justin Kulik, I'm Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and Franklin, y'all have a great day.